Hello and welcome to 7 Jars of Hot Pickled Peppers, all about healing after a stroke. I'm Christine, a stroke survivor. I had a pontine hemorrhagic stroke and I understand how recovery can be a real roller coaster ride. My hope is to help other stroke survivors transform the ups, the downs, and the scary drops into something more manageable, more like the carousel. And you even get to pick your own horse. Welcome to the podcast of Seven Jars of Hot Pickled Peppers, Season 1, Episode 3, Get Up and Go. The information and conversations in these podcasts are general in nature and do not replace the care and instruction that you receive from your doctor or therapist. Please discuss your own personal needs and circumstances with your healthcare provider. You can join the conversation through email at 7 peppers at gmail.com or you can tweet us at number 7, capital J, small a-r-s, or on Facebook at 7 Jars of Hot Pickled Peppers. This week's quote of the cast. If you don't know where you're going, you'll never get there. By Lou Adler. A life-altering event can leave a person feeling lost, adrift in a sea of obscurity, especially when that change happens very quickly and unexpectedly. I know when I first had my stroke, I had no idea what the next steps were. I was so fortunate to have a team of therapists who understood my injury and could help me navigate the rough waters of recovery. Each time I met with one of the therapists, they helped bring my boat back to port and chart a course I could follow. How did they help me? We set goals. Because of my stroke, I had no idea what I needed, except that I knew I wanted my life, my independence back as much as possible. The therapists went through a process to help me realize what was reasonable for me to work towards. Together, we found what I could achieve. They had a binder just for me where they wrote down my goals. We worked on different exercises and we crossed off goals that I achieved and then set new ones. Setting goals is a powerful method for planning your ideal future and writing them down provides motivation to turn your ideals into reality. If you know what you want to achieve, you know where to focus your energy and not let distractions lead you astray. I remember Dan, our guest for today, helping me to set goals. One of my first was being able to style my own hair again. He ensured I kept my goals specific to my recovery, realistic and attainable, so I could feel success each time I accomplished one. I'd like to introduce this week's guest. Dan Gillespie is a 32-year-old father of two who relocated to the Camrose area from Ontario eight years ago with his wife. 
Dan completed his master's in physical therapy at the U of A Augustana campus and currently works half-time at St. Mary's Hospital in the rehabilitative department and is a member of the Stroke Early Supportive Discharge Program, ESD. Dan is also back at university halftime, completing his doctoral thesis in rehabilitative science. Welcome and thank you for joining us today, Dan. I know this is part of your expertise as you helped me to set many goals during my recovery. First, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your job? Well, first of all, it's a real privilege to be here on the show with you um, on this podcast and I'm really excited uh, that you have started this initiative so I'm happy to be here uh, today. Thank you. Um, so just a little bit of background I guess about what, I, what I'm doing. So right now I'm working as a physiotherapist and I have the privilege working in a stroke early supportive discharge program and I think I use the pr- word privilege because I, I get to work with people in their own homes. And I think that's that's really special. Um, mm-hmm. Prior to that, I was working in a clinical setting. Um, it was a little more artificial. So it was nice to be able to work in, in real homes with, with people and see what, yeah. what their life is like. And and um, I, I really appreciate when people allow us into their homes. So. Oh, I know. I sure appreciated when you came into our home to help me with my recovery, I felt more comfortable as well. Yeah, and I think it gives us a more authentic idea of, you know, what, what people, um, what their day-to-day life looks like, and, and we're able to do exercises or programs that are suited, you know, more to what, what the person's life, home life is really like. So. I guess, and as well, you'd be able to see what barriers they might have in their home in regards to stairs or or bathing or things like that I guess for sure and it takes away a lot of the guessing game um, that comes up in the hospital or in the clinic and describing and and we just get to practice the real life event so I think that is a huge uh, benefit oh I couldn't agree more I know how much I appreciated it so how do you help people navigate those rough waters of finding appropriate goals for their recovery so I think um, this the the idea of goals and is really central to to rehab in general and um, and if we look at it in a way setting a goal for somebody um, doesn't really make sense it it really makes sense that the person is coming up with the goals and helping them to facilitate creating their own goals and then making a plan to to help them achieve their goals and and sometimes that's challenging. Um, depending on the goal, um, but I think it makes our jobs uh, really meaningful and um, very interesting. For sure. Well, I know you certainly helped me set good goals. So in your experience, what seems to work the best for helping people find goals for themselves? So I think um, in our uh, the way that we set goals is um, really getting to know the people we're working with and doing it interview in the beginning of the program finding out asking them the question um, you know what are some things that they need to be able to do things that you want to be able to do or things that you can do but maybe you're not happy with the way you're doing them um, are good questions to start with and then help identify some problem areas that the person is having and then setting a program putting together a program to help um, meet those those areas 
For sure. I, I think we went through a process like that. I know I talked about a lot of what I used to do. So um, after you've helped a stroke survivor set goals, do you have to change them much? Do you find you're revisiting or revising the goals as the therapy goes along? So I think uh, a big big challenge is is setting a, a smart goal or and maybe we'll talk about those sure later um, but I think a hard hard thing um, in our jobs and working with people and for the people we're working with is is the stroke is a life-changing event and so mm-hmm. um, setting goals um, is hard in the beginning to know what goals are realistic what goals um, we can achieve and um, I, as a rehab professional, I don't ever like to s- set uh, specific limits on what people can achieve or what they can't achieve. So I think it's about um, really trying to see where the person is at and right. trying to um, set a goal that is currently above maybe where they're at at that moment. And I think that um, no matter who who we are, I think we can always um uh, strive to you know meet a goal that is beyond what we're currently doing mm-hmm. i think no matter what our abilities are so i think um i think that is a key starting point is seeing where the person is at by doing an assessment and then setting a goal beyond where they currently are and and hopefully seeing progress towards um improvement for sure that's great i know in the beginning of my my recovery, and you mentioned this in your um, previous answer, we spent time basically brainstorming of what could be appropriate goals uh, to work on. So is this something you do with most of your clients then? So we we um, do this with everyone that we work with. Um, we sit down and we, we do um, what's called the Canadian Occupational Performance Measure. And and so from that, we identify the top five goals that are important to the people we're working with. Um, and so those those can be anything from getting in and out of the shower uh, to going for going for a jog, um, could be doing a bike ride or returning to work. So um, can be a variety of different things that come out of that conversation. Right. And then going from there, you said you like to use the acronym SMART when setting goals. Can you tell us more about that? So I think, um, so, you know, in looking at some of the research behind goal setting is that um, for people to make meaningful change, even by just having a goal, you're more likely to succeed and change. So without a goal, it's really hard to progress um, from where you are. And so the the SMART goal is really an important uh, aspect of goal setting. And Early on when we started the program, we did have a lot of goals that um, were were not smart. They were goals that were kind of vague. So, for example, we might have said um, that our goal is to increase endurance. Um, right. But the SMART goal is taking that a step further and asking the person, well, why do you need more endurance? Is it mm. is it to be able to go check your mail? Is it to be able to get to work? Is it to go to the store? So what is the reason behind it? Then we can set a goal about returning to the store, returning to the post office, returning to work. So um, so endurance means different things to different people. So um, we use the SMART goal. Um, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the SMART goal, so 
there each letter stands for a different part of the goal setting oh, process. Tell us so about we it. We can go through the SMART goal. <laughs> sure, that'd be great. Um, so it's it's really key to what we do, and and so the S and and SMART is for specific. So it's good to avoid vague goals. Um, it's easier to know when you've reached a goal when you're specific. Right. Um, so that is the S. Um, the M for measurable. So making sure that what we our goal is measurable. So if it was to be able to drive for 60 minutes, then we know when we achieve that. Mm -hmm. um, instead of setting a goal like I want to be able to to increase my driving time. Right. Um, and then adjustable, I think, is very important. That's the part where we allow some flexibility in the goal or a range. So maybe it would be, for example, to drive, you know, 45 to uh, 75 minutes. So just to have some wiggle room. And so having some flexibility um, just for any challenges that might come up or when progress is slower or faster than you think. Right. So I think that's really key to um, to people's, um, their their uh, perception of how they're doing or their, um, their mood or feelings about the goal. So if they aren't achieving as much success as they initially thought, then to have some room to say, that's okay, we're still in this range, um, can right. help continue on with the goal. Um, uh, there's another A as well um, for ah. <laughs> action oriented. So just making sure that the goal um, requires you to do something that um, is not just passive. Uh, so and to help, for example, identify strategies that will help you reach your goal. Um, so Makes that's really sense. Important. Uh, the R for realistic. Um, and so it's important to be honest with yourself and to set an achievable goal. Um, but at the same time, you want to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. So right. I think um, this is a hard part of goal setting, the realistic part. And I feel like as a rehab professional that it's not my place to say what is and what isn't realistic uh, to a point, but to help direct people to, to find those answers for themselves and, and to help. I think that's an evolving thing and part of the adjustable part of the goal. Um, and the last part of SMART is the time. So just putting a time frame. So making sure that you are checking back on your goal um, in six weeks and six months mm -hmm. and seeing where you're at and comparing where you are at that point to where you started. And I think that's really important. Otherwise, things can go on without being checked. And, yes. um, and then you are maybe not further ahead or where you wanted to be at that time. Or the opposite, you've already achieved your goal and then it's time to move on to something new. So, Right, so they keep you moving in the right direction and keep you improving. Uh, it's a great concept. So the SMART goal with the two A's. The two A's, yes. <laughs> SMART, yes. <laughs> I love it. So I know for myself, uh, when we developed some goals, I wasn't only working on goals. I was also going through an acceptance phase of what had happened to me. You are always so patient. Do you find helping people to set goals also helps them with the changes brought on by their stroke? I think that um, that by having a goal and and maybe seeing where somebody is at currently and setting a goal beyond where they are at, maybe mm -hmm. um, and I think that um, you might be able to answer that question better than me. Um, <laughs> but I do think that setting a goal above where you currently are um, helps should help during those times where you've had a big life change and um, you're not you know at the level where you were prior to the event 
And so I, th- I, th- I look at it as a, a way to give hope. A goal is a hopeful thing, I think, and, and looking beyond where you're at um, onto the next thing. And I, how did you f- find that um, process? Was that, did you find it helpful for you to look yeah. onto the, like kind of the next step or, or did you need more time to kind of adjust to where you were at before setting goals? You know, you just said something that really struck a chord in me. You said it gives hope. When we first started working together and you first started helping me set goals, you had a goal of how far could I walk in six minutes? I think the first time when I did that, I walked maybe over just over 100 meters. And we saw that increase to over 400 meters in six minutes. And I was able to find success in that moving forward instead of looking back what I used to be able to do. So what you're providing people is hope to get better. So yes, most definitely goals help in the recovery. And I think um, it is. it takes time. I think that's really important um, in terms of adjustment. And, and sometimes the system of healthcare or the timeline for recovery doesn't match where the person is at. So they might not be ready to set goals. So that's really individual, I think, as well. Um, I know uh, early on in, in after the event, it's hard for people to set goals um, because they don't know what can I expect. Um, they're mm-hmm. unsure of wh- how much recovery will they naturally get. Um, so it's, it's maybe people are feeling a little hesitant to overshoot their goals to so that so they're kind of protecting themselves from not um, overshooting and having failure. So I think um, it's kind of take, it takes time. And I think sometimes I struggle with that as well, because um, we want to go along with the program, but sometimes we need to give more time for people to be ready at a certain stage to, to set goals. So I think mm-hmm. that's, that's really an important piece. So having that flexibility, both, lending that experience to the people you work with and having it in yourself when working with people. So very good words. So in your job, you constantly helping people. I know you helped me a lot. Um, It must be a very demanding job and it must tire you out sometimes, but I know you're further demanding yourself by going back to school can you tell us a little bit how you manage demands of a job and tell us about your going back to school? So for yeah, for one one thing I was able to reduce my workload a little bit. Um so that was good to allow some more time for school. So that helped with a uh, balance and um I was really excited at something I'd been thinking about doing for many years. Um so maybe it was my goal uh to do and and I think Looking back, maybe I pushed put it off too long, so maybe I should have set a smart goal earlier. But uh, <laughs> well, you're doing it. That's the main thing. Do you mind telling us uh, what you're going back to school for? So um, I'm really excited uh, to go back to school to do a PhD in rehab science, and and so it's really uh, been something I've been thinking about for many years, like you said, and and so. Um, I'm re- the part that I'm excited about is that uh, we're we're trying to do research with using remote or tele rehab. So, um, trying to provide rehab services at a distance to help pro- increase access for especially for people in rural areas, um, or people with limited mobility or access 
challenges. So I think that this opens a big door. Um, there's already a lot of work being done on tele-rehab and I'm excited to contribute to that and help further that cause. And so it's it's an exciting time to be involved in, in rehab research. So. so through your doctoral thesis, you're going to even be able to help more people and reach more people who need that help with recovery from stroke or other life-altering events in their life. That's wonderful. So you talked about that maybe you should have used SMART goals, but you are doing it. So you're, you're working towards it. So do you use goal setting in your own life? So I think now, especially more, we're doing a project with people who are living with MS and um, a lot of uh, goal setting with them about trying to increase activity. And so I think using it more, uh, using that with work, uh, I try to think about that in my own personal life, um, especially surrounding just everyday activities could be doing uh, bike bike riding, could be right. reading a certain amount. Uh, so, but I, I think we're all human and we all, uh, I, I think by having goals being adjustable is really important because we all kind of tend to go back to old patterns so it's really hard to make change for everyone um but i think as long as we're reflecting on what we're doing we're hopefully moving towards something <laughs> sage words for sure and we all need some downtime and time where we don't have to do anything thank you so much any last words or advice for stroke survivors on goal setting so I think, uh, first of all, again, you know, it's a real privilege and, uh, and I was very fortunate to work with you, Christine, um, through, and I learned a lot working <laughs> together as well. Um, so I, I think, um, in terms of advice, it's, it's, I think that as, as stroke survivors that I think you have the, the bigger voice in, in advice for other stroke survivors, um, but I, I would offer, I think, just from from my experience working with, with several people after stroke is that, um, and, and the many people I'm inspired by who seeing what they're doing after stroke, that if, if you've had a stroke, that um, it is acknowledging it, uh, that it is life-altering, um, but it's not the end of life. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's a new beginning in, in some ways for a lot of people. And, and it's, it's, it's a challenge to reinvent yourself. I'm sure at that time, um, depending on how you're affected by your stroke. Um, but I think, um, keeping in mind, trying to have hope that, uh, it's looking, looking what's next, uh, looking at where you're at and where you want to go is, is just really essential. And, um, and I think that, we can all look, despite where we're at in our lives, we can always set goals and, and try to um, move move beyond where we're, where we're at. So I think um, it's just really try to be creative with your goals and, and just make, make things happen. Might be in a different way than you imagined, but just if you get to the end point, there's many different ways to get there. So just try to find find your way and to get to your goals so very inspiring and touches the heart of any stroke survivor or anyone who's had a life-altering event 
Thank you so much. I guess you'd mentioned stroke survivors' advice. Mine would be is to remember you're not alone. And having you there helping me certainly helped me get through this and realize it was a life-altering event, but also a new beginning. So thank you again. Setting goals is so important to move your life in the direction you want, whether your goals are for recovery, career, family, or your own pleasure. Having them, writing them down helps with achieving them. Being flexible with your goals is also important. One of my goals, as you know, was to return to work. I'm not there, but it is still one of my goals. But one I've had to revise many times as parts of my recovery are taking longer than expected. Having specific goals helps with focus to achieve our dreams, but being flexible and willing to change is also important. Life happens. Life is change, but a good goal gives our life the direction we want. Now it's time for Speak to the Tweet. A recent tweet we received shared... I never heard so many bad jokes, but they always make me laugh. Thanks for your tweet. And next up, our joke, bad as ever. This week's joke of the week. My goal of 2018 is to accomplish the goals from 2017, which I owed from 2016, which I promised from 2015, which I planned in 2014. Uh, funny, but, uh, often true. This week's Stroke Link. Hey, Ken, what did you think about today's episode? Did it motivate you to set some goals? Yeah, it sure did. And I want to be more deliberate in my goal setting. Maybe I'll even get more done. (laughs) Like cleaning the garage? Yeah, probably not the garage. I found an amazing website all about goal setting. It talks about making goals smart. That stands for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound, all important components to help with setting a goal you can achieve. Yeah, you know, I looked through that site as well. I read one part that said setting goals gives you long-term vision and short-term motivation, and that having a plan helps us to be successful in what we want to do. Yeah, I agree. This website gives information on setting personal goals, then breaks it down into lifetime goals and smaller goals. I think most of us set goals, but if we take the time to actually write them down using the SMART principle, who knows what we might achieve. You know, the website is from Mind Tools, and you can find the article on personal goals at www.mindtools.com slash page six. But we'll have that on our Facebook page. And if you want some help setting goals or want more information, we recommend this site.
Last but not least, remember FAST, F-A-S-T. If you or a loved one experience any changes in your face, arm, or speech, time to get yourself to the hospital quickly. You can call 911 in Canada for emergencies, or for inquiries, you can call HealthLink in Canada at 1-866-408-5465 and talk to a healthcare professional. Hey, so that's our show for this week. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and leave us a comment on Podbean. If you have any questions or comments, jokes or ideas for future topics, don't hesitate to get a hold of us. Please also visit our webpage at www.7jarsofhotpickledpeppers.com. So until next time, remember, everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, then it isn't the end. Goodbye and good health.